Oh, and welcome everyone to Gunpowder Trees and No Plots. I am your DM and host, as always, Adam Cookson, and I am joined by my three regular co-hosts, Matt Dennis, Flo Dennis, and James Bunkle. Sup? Hello. Hello. Uh, suppy, suppy, sup. What up? Not a lot. Not a lot. Not yet, anyway. Yeah. Things are dying. Things are dying, like people, animals, children, chickens. Ooh, harsh. I don't know, I guess you, well, it was, it, well, I suppose there were dogs of some kind. Dogs? And then, well, the, well, yeah, the hounds of Tyndallus. Oh, man, yes, them, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm, my mind's still on um, interdimensional cable. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's true. You guys have, well, <laughs> to recap our last couple of episodes, you guys have been uh, spying on people. Yeah, it's awesome. That's <laughs> why. <laughs> Well, we've had a lot of, like, hanging threads, and I feel like you guys are quite often left uh, chasing things rather than trying to get any real intel on people who are quite secretive. So this has been your first real chance to learn a lot about a lot of different things that are going on. So best to milk it. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We plan to. Uh, so I hope you're enjoying this, um, dear listener, because you will be listening to it for some time, I think. As we go through everybody the party has ever met. <laughs> In a great episode of What Are They Up To Now? Uh, no. I just want to search for someone with some big titties that is going to fail their save. What? Just in general? Just in general. Can, can okay. I scribe for someone with big titties that isn't very smart? If you've met someone, sure. <laughs> Rate the people we've met on titty size, Flo. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna get uh, through my book now. Okay. Mm. Well, while Flo's doing that and enjoying herself in the corner, um, <laughs> last couple of episodes, you guys have been spying on people, and you had a, an interesting crop of uh, look-ins. You um, you looked in on Valmin, found out he's not having a great time, but you learnt that he's building something diabolical for some probably suspect people against his will. So that's a an iron in the fire on uh, one side for Tommy. You spied on, well, you spied on Dick's friend, whose name has instantly got out of my head. Who's your friend again? Uh, Montel. Montel. That's this is how we do Montel. it. Yes, Montel, um, who seems to be having his own troubles, locked away in the Feywild by some entity who only, well, wasn't uh, up for chatting with you guys, shall we say. You spied on Kurt Van Helsing, who uh, isn't home right now and is seemingly channeling some outer entity that two of you used to be quite familiar with, now only one of you, the King in Yellow. And uh, that almost got you all killed, so that was fun. <laughs> Yeah, no, not not the best plan. We didn't know. We didn't know. <laughs> you didn't know, but it seems, we just uh, yeah, it seems he's up to something that's probably not very good, but you don't really know exactly what. And then um, you still met on Solara. Didn't get a lot of information, but it seems like she had some sort of letter that's been delivered to her for Sophia. So that's uh, something you'll have to quiz her about when you ne next see her in person back at the fortress. And then, I think lastly, you spied on Martin, who was licking his wounds after being defeated by you guys, and unfortunately had to pay a bit of a price when he reported back to Lysandra, who 
wasn't pleased that he seemingly failed his mission to bring any of you in alive. And she punished him, as best you can tell. She did something to his face, kind of caused him a hell of a lot of pain, and now he has these green fiery eyes in uh, otherwise empty sockets. That's probably not a good thing for anyone, including himself. But It's it pretty, pretty satisfying to hear him scream, though. Yeah, he uh, got uh, he had a bad time, let's just say that. But I think that's where we ended off. That was the last person you guys spied on with your big giant buddy, Vathrun, who's uh, frankly just a very, very bored giant and is willing to help you guys out with this right now. He spent thousands of years locked in a tomb. He's not really... Uh, might as well spy on some new people for once. <laughs> to be fair, we haven't asked if he can leave. Yeah, yeah, have he said no. Yeah, he can't die yeah. either. He can't leave, he can't die. He is literally bound to this place as eternal punishment for uh, kind of being the guy who murdered Othrin, our uh, giant leader, titan king, and uh, man whose heart has been stolen. But he oh, wow. now, and now he's binge-watching with us. Yeah, yeah. I'm, trying, I'm trying to struggle, struggling to decide whether it's like a punishment worse than death or not. I would mm. say yeah. Yeah, probably. But I mean... I don't know. Well, given, it's hard to say in this world, right? Because there are afterlives, and he would have gone to one of them, I, I guess, maybe the Nine Hells, if he, his betrayal was that bad. Or he goes to, um, I forget what the giant afterlife is like, but I believe it's um, probably fun. But I mean, then... I mean, <laughs> is, 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 is sitting at home like a neat worse, like for a thousand years, worse than like going to hell? I mean, it's a it's a difficult one. It's other people. <laughs> yeah, and then he was on his own, just chilling, and then we rocked up. This we are in his hell. His hell. This is this is one of the nine well, hells. <laughs> because because we rocked up. It yeah. was fine before. Because we're, we're with um, we're doing this off Cookson's brain. So yeah, this could be one of the nine hells. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, that's 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 a valid point. <laughs> <laughs> This is this is the tenth hell. It's not it's not a hell yet. <laughs> but yeah, it could be. Uh, yes, I mean, I I kind of um, I kind of want to turn him into our guy in the chair. I really want to do that because we've got so many people we want to scry on, and we're going to forget some naturally. So part of me is thinking we should try and leave him with a sending stone to let him know the name of the person we want want to scry on, and then we would need to find another way of scrying to his... We would, effectively, we'd scry to him and then see what he scried through his eyes, if that yeah, makes like, sense. Yeah, so if you guys drop him ascending stone, uh, I guess he's going to have to scry, and I suppose it's how well he knows the creature, which might not be very well, but they still get disadvantage, so he's got reasonable odds of spying on anyone at any given time. I mean, it's yeah. It's, and he it's can kind try of... again the next day as well. Remember? So. Yeah, true, true. You, you got you can try every day, can't you? So it's 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 kind of worth a punt, really, because he's not got anything else to do. It gives him so, something yeah. to watch, and true. we we can find out a bit more about the world as we go along. Obviously, we'll need to find a method of scrying. So ideally, we'd have something either installed in our fortress or on our new fancy ship. But so we need to go back to our fortress to find out how much that's going to cost us to get that set up are we yeah yeah i mean but we can give him the sending stone now i mean that that means that's yeah 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 and then and then he's he's ready for when we when we want him to do if he if he doesn't mind doing that yeah i mean so so, so but kind of effectively if we're going to go into the episode 
that's pretty much the first thing that Tommy's going to ask him after our, after watching um, Martin. Okay. Okay. So, I guess we'll uh, we'll bring ourselves back into the room. And so, you guys are deep within this mountain, this shrine of Othrin buried beneath the rock. You are stood in the treasury where you have picked up a number of unique items. And you are stood before a giant carved, um, basically, statue of Othrin with one of its eyes replaced with this large crystal ball-like gem that you are using to scry. Vathrun, the storm giant, our wizened, rather hollowed-out-looking storm giant, to be fair, as he is cursed with effectively undeath while still being kind of alive. He's in a bit of an odd state, so he doesn't look the best, let's be fair. He has just finished scrying on Martin, and the group of you, Tommy, Sophia, Dick, and R4, he's awaiting what you're next going to ask him, if anything. Oh, uh, Valfrun, old son. Uh, I'm guessing it's quite quite boring down here, day after day. I was wondering if uh, if perhaps we uh, we slipped you a sending stone, if we could set up a little um, little thing where effectively we send you someone we want to scry on, you go ahead, scry on them for us, and we'll scry on you from wherever we are. Kind of watch it through your eyes. How do you feel about that? Uh, hit me with a persuasion. And I'll say you can do it with advantage, because he literally has nothing else to do. <laughs> okay. Don't uh, fuck it up. Uh, uh, that's a natural 20. Natural 20 that's from old Tom. Hell. Yeah, wow. So you lay it out to him, and... He kind of ponders it for a few moments and sort of shrugs his shoulders and goes, I don't really have much else to do here, especially with Othrin's relic removed. I cannot leave this place. As long as you do not try my patience with this too often, I suppose I can help you. It would, I guess, be the right thing to do. Another form of atonement. And ah. he nods. He is happy to do this for you. Nice. We've got a guy in the chair. Yes. That's awesome. Well, uh, yeah. Fantastic. That's, that's great news. That, we've got, I'm sure we've got a few more people we want to see. Uh, Sophia. Hmm. Did you want to check in on your brother? Yeah. He might be with Crimson Tongue. I'm hoping he is. Well, do you want to... So do you want to scry on him or not? Or you just want to scry on the Crimson Tongue? Cause... No, I don't want to scry on the Crimson Tongue because then she'll know. I mean, what's the likelihood that David's going to notice? And That's true. And to be fair, without Rogar, we don't really have a big link to the Crimson Tongue as much as, as we did before. Whereas no, that's true. literally related to David. Yeah, I guess that's a pretty good shout, isn't it? Mm. Can we please scry on David Landron? Okay, well, um, he's going to get a lot of negatives here. Well, he'll get negatives because you know the target well, so minus five. I don't think you have anything of his on you, do you? I forget if you you once picked up a book of his, but I don't know if you kept it. Ooh, it's probably in my inventory, to be fair. Do you want to have a look? I'll I'll say, I mean, here's your brother. I'll assume you'll at the very least have some sort of keepsake. That would be another minus four, rather than... Uh, you probably don't have a body part, lock of hair, a bit of nail. No. No, but you... Yeah, I mean, you his favourite book, wasn't it? Like, the yeah. thing, what thing was, you, you were looking for him, weren't you? So yeah. so presumably you've, you've kept something of his. That was the whole point you were on the adventure to begin with. 
Yeah, I'd assume you'd have some keepsakes of his, and I rolled terribly anyway, so he is very much easy to spy upon. <laughs> okay, so Vathrun puts his hand to the orb and focuses in on David Landrin. And as before, the whole treasury seems to shift around you, giving you effectively the view through the uh, magical sensor. As we rush across the world to quite a large, at least the bit that you could see of it within the 10 feet of the sensor, ballroom of some sort. You can hear music just wafting in all around you, some sort of classical piece. You can hear lots of footsteps and you see people just on the periphery, seemingly dancing in the middle of a uh, just middle of reverie, to be honest. They all seem to be having a great time. And seated at a table that might not be the guest of honor, but certainly a, quite a nice looking table, you see David Landron sat in front of a meal, and he is surrounded by people. You see men, women on both sides of the table, and you get the mind reading effect, the immediate one, the sensing of his thoughts without going too deep. And I'll say this, the immediate thing you sense from David is tension and fear. Mm. And it is quite odd. Anyone in particular like he's scared of? He, his eyes are darting all around him, and I'll describe David because it's been a while since we've seen him. He looks quite similar to where you last saw him, so he's still wearing the kind of cleric of the Crimson Tongue sort of gear, like he's wearing his armor still. You see his mace isn't with him, so he's unarmed, even though they've left him whatever protections he may have had. His, um, his face is a little bit... He's trying to put on a poker face, but you know David very well, and because you can even see inside his mind right now, you know he's he's very nervous. His eyes are darting around the room at everyone. He does not feel safe here. Hmm. I think we have to go deeper. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we, to be fair? It's worth a punt. Into his memory palace. So, you learn the service thoughts. If you push into his mind, you just make a wisdom saving throw. Let's have a look. Uh, actually, I roll quite well with this. Yeah, you try to push into his mind, and unfortunately, he is able to resist you. You do not get any deeper thoughts of his. We see anything at all about where it is he might be, you know, like a... Um... You know, a discarded party invite that says, Welcome to the party at so-and-so location. Here, <laughs> book, you know, <laughs> postcode. Yeah. I'll say this. Um, Sophia is focusing on her brother trying to push into his thoughts using this magic. Tommy, you're the most perceptive. And I'll say Dick would clearly be also looking around here. So I'll say, roll me a perception with advantage. Okay. A 17. 17. Glancing your eyes around the people more surrounding David than anything else, you notice a few things. They're exceptionally well-dressed, but their clothes look of a very old style, like old nobility, old rich people, that kind of thing. It's very, um, you know, long jackets, frills, it's all very done up in that fashion, and it's not something you would have seen in Varadin within at least a hundred years. And I'll say with a 17, you watch as one of the people uh, leans in close to David, a uh, gentleman just sat to his right, and he makes a comment of, Uh huh, Mr. Landron, are you not enjoying your meal? And as he does so, 
Tommy. That man's incisors look a little sharp. Unnaturally so. Ooh. Dick does not like the look of this. Uh, what was it about uh, Island of Vampires again? Yeah, they might they might be family. <laughs> it's a family um party. Right, okay. <laughs> uh, well, I think we might have an idea of where he is then. Let me see if I can find my notes on that. Jesus, when did we see... Was that a dwarf? don't remember what you're referring to, but um, you were told about uh, Teatrus, which is where... That's it. Supposedly. That's uh, that's where the coin that Solara gave you was from, and that's what I think Oswald gave you a bit of information about uh, as well. So that's what I meant. Halfling Oswald. friend. Hmm. Yeah. So, maybe points in that direction. Righty-ho. And I'll say that's where your your vision of this ends. Vathrin, have you ever heard of Teatrus? Mm, he ponders for a minute. I'll well, do a roll. Nah. He shrugs, just goes, right. Vaguely remember an island of that name. Raid, I know nothing else. Eh, no worries. Joy of rolling a four. <laughs> oh, well, he's alive. With the he's alive, and we know who he is, which is which is better than we've had for a lot of people, actually. But the Crimson Tongue wasn't there, was it? Was she? Not uh, no. Saw. Which does kind of suggest we might want to scry on her. Or we might not want should to scry we, on her. Should we leave the big bads? I mean, we don't want to have it, like... Can you imagine if we go for my dad next and he does exactly what the King in Yellow did? True. Do you, do you? Is there anybody from your dad's party that may not be quite as powerful as him? They were all powerful, mate. Yeah, they're all all powerful, but like, like he's the big boss, you know. He's the quarterback of the um, the Landron team. By guy that I think gave the. Do I know that he gave the letter to Solara? The um, not a letter. It was a pouchy kind of. You mean the one with the coin? Yes. It. Uh, yes, I think you do know that. It's been a while. Because she started telling you, didn't she? And then she. And then she, yeah. she lost her mind. Uh, yeah. Memory. There's one more person, but did we have, did we talk about going to see if Anseer is contactable? You did say that. I don't know what you look to learn from that, but you can drop in on him if you wish. It'd be really fun. Well, yeah. yeah. Why not Anseer then? <laughs> Just a bit of light, light-hearted. Um, I don't know. See we can if see he's doing all right. Yeah, we could, we could, we're we're testing your religion now, aren't we, a little bit? Because he'll be um <laughs> he'll be in whatever you your you consider heaven to be. You yeah, people so. have far too many friends. <laughs> I, I, I would uh, put most of my acquaintances, to be honest. Hey, hey, hey Ansir <laughs> was a friend. Yeah, all right, Ansir was a friend. Yeah. Um. Okay. So you push you Asvathrun and. To focus on Anseer, and again, someone you know very well. So I will do his role. I believe she also has an item of his. Yeah, she. Uh, does she actually? What do you have of his? She has the uh, pendant that she wore that was his. Well ah, remembered, Dick. Well remembered. Yes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I was totally there. <laughs> well, I mean, you are the smart, smartest man in the room. I mean, 
you put two and two together you looked at that pendant you were like that's old but not that old but she wears it quite close to her chest but it's not given to her by her current girlfriend which means it must be some kind of um, figure who perhaps led her down the path oh, and seer he was a religious cleric I've heard about this before the Sherlock like lines connecting things numbers yeah, exactly. over his head <laughs> <sighs> He waits a moment and then just goes, wait a minute, they've been laughing at my nakedness this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Wait, that was a genitalia joke. <laughs> How could my friends be so rude to me? <laughs> oh my uh, god, I've been telling people to suck my dick this whole time. <laughs> what must people think? <laughs> <laughs> you need to need to go around going, "Hello, I'm Dick Fate. I apologise if I offended you before." Uh, <laughs> what may have seemed like a dick joke, but I was generally being serious. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you push for answer. As you do so, the room seems to flicker back and forth for a moment, almost as if it's struggling to find him. For a brief second, the whole room is glowing a fiery red, and you're suddenly given a vision of a rather grim-looking room built of black iron. You see a figure, armoured head to toe, sat at a table with some other creatures, all heavily armoured. One appears to be a turtle. Mm. And say, bastard! When the vision flickers again, and now you're in a completely different place, that just melts away almost as quickly as it interjected. You're looking at quite a somber, but nice, grey room. You see the symbol of Kalembor, the skeletal hand holding scales of judgement upon one wall, and you see a humanoid, Anseer, very similar to how you remember him, wearing his still clerical robes of Kalembor. They look nicer, I will say that, they look almost perfect. He looks in good health, his uh, mid-length blonde hair is perfectly coiffed, as you'd expect, and he is kneeling before this large symbol of Kalembor, seemingly saying some sort of prayer. As it comes to an end, he stands up and looks around, and he seems confused, and then smiles, and he looks in your direction, but it's almost like you're not certain if he can actually see the sensor, because it's, he's not quite looking at it, as he goes, is, um, is someone there? Sense something familiar, but so very distant. What do you guys do? Answer! No, we can't do anything, can we? You can't talk to him. Um, and well, I don't know, you might send something. Could, did he hear us if we said that? Um, he doesn't seem to react, no. He's still just sort of looking around. Bump the, the orb, in, well, the, the sensor into his face. You <laughs> 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 see me now, bitch! Can we, um, do, do we want to push further into his thoughts? Um, no. I'll, I'll say this, his, uh, his surface level thoughts that you guys don't need to push for. He seems very much at peace, very calm, happy, even, you would say. 
Yeah, well, we need to know much more, do we? Well, Sophia, your uh, your heaven seems seems all right. A little bit dull, though. I mean, if you're at peace, what else do you need, mate? Um, yeah, I'll say this. Um, Sophia, give me a religion check just to see how much you know about this, because you will know a bit, just uh, naturally, but oh, nine. So you know the the basics. Anseer is likely in a place called the City of the Dead. Um, Clembor is, of course, the uh, sort of Lord of the Dead, and it's a very, it's quite a grey drab world, but it used to be a place of, like, supreme evil, and Kalimbor has kind of remodelled it. So it's 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 an interesting afterlife, and obviously one that Ansir would be honoured to be within. Um, you don't really know much more about it from that, you know, it's not like Elysium, it's not like a big shiny gold city in the sky, but it's, you know, it's sombre, it's understated, but it's peaceful. For someone like Anser. I mean, our, our lad looks pretty, pretty content as it, as it would be. I mean, it's not my idea. <laughs> no drink, no women, fuck all going on. But you know, he seems happy. It's um, what you would know of your own religion. It's the city of the dead is a place where you kind of get judged, but it's not so much a. Um, it's not a terrible place to go, even if you're judged poorly. But if you're judged well, it's okay. It's it's almost like a second life that he just gets to enjoy in his own way. Mm, nice. Well, that's... Philosophical. Yeah, that's uh, good for our lad, eh? Yeah. After, you know... all he went through. Yeah, and after all, all you went through as well, Sphere, of his loss. I'm really that. sad, though, that his body's been defiled. Yeah, what, what, what the fuck was that about? And why was there a fucking turtle? What's going on? Don't know about the turtle, but we did see him, didn't we? I forgot that his body had been taken. We... did we? Yeah, he was, um... Oh, he turned up his... yes, he did, yeah, yeah, and I nearly shot him in the face. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But decided against it, which ultimately saved everyone's life except Rogar. (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, Dick, you didn't... you weren't there for any of this, were you? I have no idea why we are watching a very good-looking man. Do nothing. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a fair that, point, should we yeah. move on? <laughs> but, oh, it's so peaceful. Do we have to go for the bad people again? So, uh, Sophia, take a take a screenshot on your phone, and then we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a pic. They say a picture lasts longer. <laughs> this has taken a very long time. <laughs> Right, right. We got um, here we got Dragon Rogar, Sophia's dad. Let's uh, let's should we should we should we knock in on Steve because he's a twat. Oh, you can go for Steve. Yeah, let's go for Steve. Fuck him. Steve, that sounds like a very boring human name. He's uh, do you know he's what? I'm gonna pay him a fucking compliment here. Uh, yeah, I am. I am. You say a lot of stuff about Steve, but he's not boring. He's a twat, he's a dickhead, he's a backstabber, he's a fucking bastard. But, he is not boring. That's literally the only compliment I will ever say about Steve. Dick will reserve judgement until we've seen the vision. Well, it might be a boring vision, son. I'll give you that. Dick is very smart now, you know. Uh, Yes, I am still trying to get used to it. You know, if we ever come across any maths or anything, you're going to have to do it. 
That's okay. I'm an accountant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we, we, we can all we can all add uh, add numbers together and take them away. I'm talking about proper maths. Take us to long division. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mister Big Shot with the big words. <laughs> I was talking about multiplication, mate. But fucking go on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely not sitting and explaining long division. <laughs> <Start me. laughs> right. right. Steve. Steve O. The dickhead. Occupation. Twat. <laughs> uh, find his character sheet. Son of Rogan McLeod. Steve is to Rogan McLeod what that kid is in The Incredibles to Mr. Incredible. Actually, I think I think if we found last time we actually looked at our Steve, we did learn that if it wasn't for Rogan, he wouldn't exist. Yeah, we did. Boom. Yes. I mean, yeah. that it's entirely <laughs> Rogar's fault. Congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Should we look up more dead people like Jeff? <laughs> oh yeah. What's 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 happening to Jeff? Ah. <laughs> uh. Rugar's um little like Padawan kind of Jess. Jess, Jess that was that's... it. Is she still that's... alive? She's alive and with Lysandra, if I believe no. remember correctly. Yes, yeah, so, I believe that's But much like your brother, would that not mean that we have a way to see what she is doing? We saw Lysandra, didn't we, with um We did, but she also noticed a cute noticed the uh well, her and Martin noticed the uh the orb. Yeah. But... Maybe somebody who's a little less smart, a little less magical, you know, might be on the out the periphery a bit, but might see a bit more. That's true. Yeah. Dick, of course, knows who these people are. <laughs> he is he is inferred through conversations he can recall now. <laughs> Steve. Saving throw for Steve. I rolled quite badly. Okay then. You're good. So uh focuses on Steve, our old buddy. Fuck you, and <laughs> as your vision of the room shifts around you, you are seemingly in some sort of cave. You, first of all, hear screams. Happy Steve. You hear clang of metal on metal, metal on stone, splashing of blood, and typical sounds of pain you look over and you see the figure that you recognize as Steve clad in this shadowy black armor holding out a long sword that almost seems to be blend in with the darkness around you he is holding someone by the throat slowly pushing the blade up through their ribcage seemingly savoring every second of their pain the figure is robed in these quite once light white robes that are now horribly soiled. Steve might be saying something, but it's not in a language any of you understand. It's almost a little hard to even hear it. It hurts to hear it as the man in the robe cries out and you watch the last of his life drain away onto the floor as Steve drops figure into a crumpled heap he then starts on 
moving forward deeper into the mine, as he rushes into another room. You see three robed figures, all of whom start casting various spells against him. One tries to bind him with vines, another transforms themselves into a mighty bear. The third starts summoning swarms of insects, but Steve is strong, possibly stronger than you last saw him. There is something a little bit unnerving about how he moves, though. It's very unnatural. It's almost mechanical in some ways, but then he twitches, he twists his body in ways that aren't normal. All you see is slaughter watching this. Um, I'll say this. If again, Tommy, if you want to be the one keeping a watch out here, do me a perception check with advantage. Okay. At 24. 24. Looking around this cave, you do see, like, some simple carvings and paintings. You see various animals, lots of birds, actually. Mostly flying creatures. You see some depictions that you think might be related to, like, wind and soaring. There's a lot of free form here. Do any of you proficient in religion? Or nature? I'll give you either one of those. Are you, Dick? Uh, Dick is proficient in nature. And it's an int one. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Do me a nature roll. Nature now boy. Tommy points, points this out. A 19. 19. Um, now that you can see it, um, you piece this together quite quickly, Dick. You've seen these symbols before, just throughout your travels. This is very representative of air and freedom and specifically given how these people are dressed you think this might be a druidic circle of air oh he's slaughtering the air nomads yeah what (laughs) monkey atsu no (laughs) (laughs) yeah but that's what you see do you wish to try push into his mind definitely yeah let's push into the twat's mind i'll say your surface scan of his mind it is a, a rush of emotions, some of which, Sophia, you know very well. Because all you feel is an overwhelming rage. Just a dark abyss of anger and hate. And I'll let you try push into his mind. Is it wisdom saving throw? His wisdom not that good. Okay. You push deeper into his thoughts. And... You gain a little bit of insight into this creature, but I will say for all of you, this is a dreadful experience. You all feel your minds come in contact with something that definitely isn't Steve. You all feel like you've dropped into a raging storm of just pure hate and destruction. Almost all of you feel overcome. Uh, Dick, you're the only one who kind of feels a little bit of sense of similarity here, because you obviously have your barbarian rage. It kind of feels a little bit like that, but completely uncontrolled. Like, you focus it through your um, animal totems and your slightly uh, in-tune nature that you have with the spirits. This, however, is just chaos and destruction. Sophia, you remember this feeling, but it's far more intense than you ever felt it. You do get one thought, though, 
that's looming large in this creature's mind. What is or used to be Steve, or whatever he now is. You know, his goal is to completely annihilate this druidic circle. To leave the plane of air undefended. Everyone here has to die, and he's going to make certain that happens. Lovely. Shit. See? Twat. Wait. Dick has not seen something like this before. So, anyone care to explain why somebody would want to destroy the plane of air? Uh, well, the plane of fire's already gone. Yeah. Uh, it seems what? like... I yeah. have not this before! <laughs> Bathroom raises eyebrows at that one as well, like, what? Yeah, uh, funny thing, actually. So, it turns out... That uh, at least we believe, although we don't have concrete evidence, uh, someone by the name of the Crimson Tongue in alliance with uh, the Whispering Man is uh, trying to destroy all the planes, including this one, has already succeeded on the plane of fire. Uh, I'm not sure about the plane of earth, but I don't think it's uh, going great for that either. And yeah, uh, it's one of the things we're trying to stop. So. One of the things? Surely this should be Prime Directive? Well, it kind of is, but uh, people keep trying to kill us, so... Yeah. I mean, giant army coming through, probably under the uh, influence of said same people, uh, is all part of the same fucking plan. Dick's just going to look over at the giant guy in amazement. <laughs> well, uh, what's your plan there, Mr. Fate? What would you do? You, um, as you guys are asking Dick that, you hear Vathrun. He starts repeating the prophecy that you guys have seen written through this whole shrine. And his face goes quite pale. They took the heart. Why would they need that? He's almost like talking to himself. He's not, he's trying to work something out. He told you that the heart has a connection to the plane of Earth. And the first section of the prophecy made a point about the elementals rebelling against their masters and small folk falling to madness. You, I'll say this, um, all of you do me just a general intelligence check. Unskilled int, yeah? 23. A two. I pressed the wrong thing. Hang on, hang on, hang on. R4. Eight. A 13 from R4. What? He's smarter than his master. Fuck off, R4. <laughs> so I, I, sorry, I, I'll, I'll help you all. It's, uh, you know. <laughs> it's what you do, yeah. apparently. Yeah. You're smart, though. Dick, you've had a bit of time to ponder this, and obviously you're not fully attuned to the item yet, but I'll, I'll be fair here that it's starting to sink in certain things. You you heard this prophecy, and I'll say it again for anyone listening now who hasn't seen the previous episodes. It's when the elementals rebel against their masters, when the small folk fall to madness, our people will be beset by liars. We must fight against these deceptions and refuse the temptations of the abyss. Their dark powers shall leave us open. Our gods will forsake us. We will be corrupted. Beware the storm. Not all of that makes sense to you, but certain bits are now falling into place. The elemental plane of fire has apparently been destroyed, 
you're not quite certain how that could happen. You don't know, you're no expert on the planes, but that seems like a mammoth task. You've heard Rorik talk about finding people who are just losing their minds. He mentioned to all of you that while he was searching for his brother, he came across people talking about the whispers and the man that whispers to them. You know that Morinhal seems to have taken up some sort of position of power over the stone giants in direct rebellion to their previous leaders. And he seems to be working directly with the Illuminated, the one that you know is in this area. And you you think back to what you saw with um, Tommy and Sophia being attacked by that um, Yugoloth and some of the things that they've talked to you about since. There was mention of demons in the Shimmering River camp. Demons come from the Abyss. Pieces of this are starting to fit together in your mind, and you don't have a full picture. But it looks like whatever Othran was afraid of, whatever he was trying to stop with his conquest of the world, is very much coming to pass. Oh, the prophecy is true. Oh yeah, it looks that way. Dick, yeah, Dick's kind of offering that kind of to the room, into especially to our giant friend. Yeah, well, Tommy's going to say exactly that. Well, yeah, it kind of looks that way. Yeah. So we have already lost. I fucking hope not. But it doesn't look. Things don't exactly look rosy. Catherine kind of shakes his head and goes, "We may not have lost, but I." Even for my own people, Othrin always worried greatly that the giants would be lost. He would not elaborate. He would speak of demons and creatures from realms beyond. He would never be too open. Sometimes I would hear him talk about the many-faced god. I, I did not understand it then. I do not truly understand it now, but my kin are in a great deal of trouble, which can only mean can only mean bad things for you small folk as well. You, t- Tommy, you mentioned uh, you mentioned woman, Crimson Tongue. That's what I heard next. Well, we, yeah, we we're kind of thinking today, to be honest. But one of the things where she's also one of them that might be a bit bit powerful, might be able to see what we're doing. Well, it sounds like a plane might be at stake here. Mate, all the, pl- all the planes are at stake. Why do you think what we're doing is what we're doing? But it's glad you're... Uh, I'm enjoying this new uh, dick fate. You are, you are finally in the conversation now, mate. In the conversation? Uh, yeah. I somehow feel my blind ignorance was better. Well, yeah, you probably do feel that, to be fair. But, yes, Crimson Tongue... We can have a little look see and uh hope she doesn't look back. Okay. Oh dear. So Crimson Tongue, you guys are familiar with her. You know her well in one sense. Don't have anything of hers though, so let's see what she rolls. Okay, she fails. You watch as the world around you changes, as Bathroom focuses upon the Crimson Tongue. Again, as this image comes into focus, you hear music, quite familiar music, 
as you see the Crimson Tongue is stood just to the side of what looks like a stage. She appears to be watching something that's unfortunately out of the view, but given that you're familiar with his work, you're quite worried that you hear what sounds like Kurt Van Helsing singing. And to give you her surface level thoughts as she witnesses this, I'd say she's very pleased. Bugger. Oh dear. Um, so looks that's like. How she got to him? Well, she, uh, with Van Helsing, he clearly is um, something to do with. Uh, and Tommy doesn't really want to say the King in Yellow, but kind of sucks it up and says it anyway. Prune, I suggest we delve deeper. Why would she need Kurt Van Helsing to be the King in Yellow? Because it's all part of um, Big Man's plan, isn't it? Yeah, but but why Kurt? Why is Kurt so special? Uh, well, from what I... chosen anybody. They nearly picked me, didn't they? Yeah, exactly, anybody. Oi. <laughs> There's something about heralding in... I mean, what, what, what would I remember, actually? I mean, you'd know that from your interactions with the King in Yellow, there did seem to be a theme of... Obviously, there's the theme of nobility and royal and, like, castles and things like that, but there is a theme of music and of art... And you remember little snippets of Carcosa. It's a very overwhelming city in that sense. There's always faint music playing. There's people dancing while they wear those masks. There's a a line of artistry that runs through it. And you know Kurt is an artist. Perhaps that is all the connection they needed. Perhaps it's because he's popular and well-known. He seems as good a target as any that you could think of. Choose a celebrity that people already follow. Yeah, and if anyone's going to lead some kind of big performance, perhaps, some kind of way of bringing a lot of people together to listen, who better than an artist? Mm. Right, are we delving deeper? I suggest we do. She doesn't seem to have um, acknowledged this yet, so... We may get the answer to your question. All right. Do it. Actually, roll the same again. <laughs> okay, you push further into her thoughts, and yeah, she doesn't seem to have noticed the sensor. And as you cast detect thoughts in her, the things that are looming large in her mind, she's very happy that Kurt's performance is coming together well, and it seems his transformation is pretty much complete at this point. She knows that the crowds gathered here will be massive. And she is certain from how the sky looks that everything's going to plan. Her little ritual here will pay off. One thing you do sense, however, when you peer into her mind, is the seed of something unnatural within her thoughts, her consciousness. As you try to focus on it, the only way I can describe it is that you all kind of feel like something in her mind is watching you something that has some sort of connection to her you can't tell exactly what it is it feels alien and unnatural but not overwhelming it's not like when you peered into steve's mind and it felt like just an endless abyss of rage this is a little less intense but there's something within her or a connection to her of some sort 
that is in her mind with you. That nice. Um, well, that, doesn't, that doesn't sound great. <laughs> watching us, watching it. But not alerting her consciousness, it would appear. Doesn't seem to be. Is there any way we can communicate with it? I uh, don't think detect thoughts unless you really do anything else. Let me have a look. I mean, you can shift your attention to another creature's thoughts. Can we yeah, detect thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, before I'd we allow shift it. Away, yeah, before we shift away, she said the sky is looking good. Like the ritual is looking good. Is this within the dome or is it outside of the dome? This is outside of the dome. This is where somewhere else. You guys have no idea where she is. Okay, yeah, when no. you say the sky, do you mean is she looking at the black dot? You can't see within 10 feet, but the only thing you guys know about the sky is that there was some sort of black star getting closer and it was a bit tinged green last you saw the sky. Okay. Oh, so fuck. What she's... Last we... I don't say that, that. <laughs> <laughs> How long have you been down in the shrine again? That's two like, days. Oh, oh, oh. Better, yeah, two days. Not two days. It's been a day. <laughs> yeah, so, so we took a long rest. Okay, That's eight hours. Like, like more than twenty-four. Yeah, definitely more than twenty-four hours. Not more than forty-eight, I'd say. Yeah, does that sound about right, Cookson? Yeah, in that region. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Hey, look. I mean, just, just step 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 out of character is that, you know. At least we know it's not Starspawn, so you know. It's still, got, it's still got that coming. <laughs> that's true. Let's 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 not even. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, you probably grow that. <laughs> Thanks, fam. Oh dear. Well, let's. To be fair, we've got we've got Steve destroying planes at the moment. We've got Kurt Van Helsing about. To host a rock concert as the keen yellow to completely fuck up everyone who's attending and listening in and we've got giants on the rampage we've got a doomsday weapon being built by valmin we've got a dragon outside that may just want to kill us do you know what that'd be the easiest way to go (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean should we just stop delaying the inevitable and just get eaten by a dragon Yeah, fuck it, just kill me, dragon. I don't care anymore. (laughs) The apathetic way to end the podcast. (laughs) Run outside, start throwing the DX suck it signs at the dragon. (laughs) (laughs) Camping on its babies. It's like you have unlocked the nihilism ending. ending. (laughs) (laughs) Screen face to black. Thin. Right, so uh, are we going to try and... Yeah, we're switching it to the other thing, because I think I know what it is, but Dick wouldn't. Do you think it's one of those invisible things? No, I know what it is. Okay. It's it, it's 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 going to be our boy, the eye in the sky, the master of disaster. Okay, yeah. Do you, do you know what I, I mean? Obviously, that, 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 that crossed my mind. The other thing that crossed my mind was those... You know, remember those invisible eye-watching things? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. I don't know, I mean... The, the, they, at, the, uh, at the camp. Yeah, that uh, yeah that we we released in Bloodhome. Oh no! Oh yeah, those things. There was something else at the camp that was watching us. That yeah, I, I, part of me thinks it was those things. Okay. Mm. But there were also those invisible people that we let loose out of the um, all the way back to the robots. 
Oh yeah. Search base guys. Yeah. So there's a lot of shit out there that we can't see. <laughs> Those guys but, were but... doppelgangers technically. They should okay. just look like anyone. Yeah. But 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 the, the things that, that yeah the the, the the little eyeball things because they they're obviously going to have some something to do with something else that we haven't uncovered yet. So but it it could also a lot be... of loose threads here, Cookson. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean yeah, these they're loose to us. <laughs> yeah, exactly. These are the only ones that are cropping up in my head as we talk. There's probably fucking millions that I've forgotten about <laughs> or <laughs> lost sight of somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. No. Let let's let's delve into this thing, sports. Let's uh, let's get ourselves well and truly fucked up. <laughs> this, this this the smartest man in the room is saying some dumb shit right now, but let's go with it. <laughs> okay. Out your fucking mouth. Here we are. We're dating this episode now. Uh, well, this, 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 this is this is the uh, this is the Will, Sw- Will Smith slap episode, by the way. <laughs> uh, I just need to check what the DC of this was. See, I was going to bring that up before when you were talking about the uh, the dragon. I was going to say that uh, Dick Fate just walks up and does the Will Smith slap on the dragon's face. <laughs> so literally just struts out of the shrine. Yeah. <laughs> Walks all the way up to the dragon and just gives it a fucking slap and then <laughs> dies. <laughs> okay, so it was a DC seventeen to to for this thing to save, and I rolled a natural two. Ooh! So it got a fifteen. Ooh! King hell! Okay, it might be might be big man. Big um, man things. You try to shift your focus to whatever is in her brain. And as I say, you do this and you get such an alien feel back, such an unnatural creature. You successfully lock onto it for a moment, all of you in the room. As you look into it, it's almost like it immediately reacts and rushes over you. You see the Crimson Tongue, her blissful ignorance at this point is kind of shattered for a second and she looks panicked, as all of you need to make me a intelligence saving throw. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, Mr. S- Mr. Smart Ideas is, is going to be fucking fine, isn't he? No, uh, I rolled an eight. Oh. Eighteen. Thank you. Wait. Do, do I, Private uh, education over here. I have anything that means I can reroll. Twelve. I'm gone. I'm gone. I must have something somewhere. Oh, hang on. A five for R4. He is not a smart robot. God damn it! Somewhere, somewhere, I must have something. Clutching um, at straws, my friend. <laughs> I am looking for all straws. <laughs> Bollocks. Well, I don't think you have anything. <laughs> so, um, all of you fail. Oh Even with God. eighteen, uh, that 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 was. I think that was so loud that the microphone didn't actually pick up Flo there shouting I fuck. So, um, <laughs> but I heard it in the next room. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, all of you are completely overwhelmed by a torrent of sheer madness. Or at least that's what it feels like. 
Your thoughts are scattered. Your brains can't comprehend what's happening. You feel as if things are writhing underneath your skin, trying to get inside of your own thoughts as this thing reacts to you. You are all effectively stunned. And I'll say, given how this works, I'll just say you're stunned for the full duration. Someone's going to put something in my shoe, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> it, 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 it we would if any of us weren't stunned. But, I mean, uh, is, I is mean, the giant stunned? <laughs> yes, he is too. Damn it! <laughs> what do you, do you want? Something in your in your shoe? I'm, no, I'm pretty sure I can do funny. it. It's funny. You, you just go too small with your pranks, Sophia. <laughs> too small. <laughs> too small. <laughs> As you're all stunned, that actually, um, you all just lock up. You all dropped to your knees. You feel just terrible. Up is down, left is right. Nothing makes sense anymore. Your fragile hold on reality is very briefly shattered as this thing just rifles through you. It's so alien and wrong to be in contact with whatever this was. And yet, all of you feel almost a touch of humanity still there. It's bizarre. But as you all come back to sanity, the vision has ended. Bathroom was no longer using the item. You don't know exactly what happened. But something is keeping an eye on our old friend, the Crimson Tongue. And uh, apparently its mind is not to be trifled with. Yeah, no. Uh, I think we got that. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'll probably call that an end to the episode. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> seems Seems fair. Well, that was interesting. Uh, I think we might stop listening to uh, Mr. Smarty Pants over here. <laughs> <laughs> but but it might have done what Dick wanted it to do. What did Dick mm. want it to do? What? React. Yeah. Did that, right? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, well, thank you for joining us, everyone. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you wish to support the show, check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash gtmp. That gives you access to a bunch of goodies and the new episode a week earlier. So that's always fun. If you're itching to find out what happens next, just go over there and sign up. Also gives you access to our Discord server where we interact with our community. And, of course, if you just want to reach out to us generally, we are on Twitter. I'm there at @treasonno, and my players there at their player names and gtmp at the end of it. We also have a WordPress website and a Facebook group at Gunpowder Trees and No Plot. And I'm going to turn you over to my co-host to say their own little goodbyes. It's Hello, my name is Dick Fate, the Agony Ant for Varadin. This week, I have a question from Chris. Dear Dick, I recently, um, I, I really don't know how to deal with this, but, um, so I, I made a joke, a G.I. Jane joke, <laughs> and, and the, this, this six foot two, 200 pound black man slapped me in the face, and then he won an award. <laughs> what should I do? Was he right? Was he wrong? 
I just don't know. Dear Chris, Dick thinks it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. But have you ever thought about how the woman felt? I've been Dick Fate. It's Ask Dick! <laughs> wow. Yep, We're going to look said... back to this in 10 years' time and being like, that dude's president now. <laughs> which, which one? Will Smith. Could <laughs> you imagine Chris Brock as president? <laughs> I'm not going to do an impression, but yes, I can, can, can. I can imagine him dealing with Putin. It would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> right, you rolling, Matt? Uh, yes, they see me rolling. They hate him. Let me. I actually completely forgot to see these out. So I'm rolling two d10s. Am I not? Mm-hmm. Okay, so for the tens, it is a one, and for the units. It is an eight. Eighteen? Mm-hmm. Serpentine Owl. It's a figure of wondrous power. Um, statuette of an owl small enough to fit into a pocket. If you use an action to speak the command word and throw the figurine to a point on the ground within 60 feet of you, the figurine becomes a giant owl. If the space where the creature would appear is occupied, blah, 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 it will go next to it. It do- doesn't become a creature. Oh, what? If there isn't enough space, it would become a creature. That's a bit sad, isn't it? So you just lobbing owls at people. Squished owl. It's friendly to you and your companions. It extend- understands your language. It obeys the spoken commands. Um, basically, it's just your friend. It exists for eight hours. And, okay. um, yeah, at the end of the eight hours, the creature reverts to the figurine form. Why an owl? I guess it can fly. But why is it a serpentine owl? You know, what's the serpent about? I do not know. If you know, tweet us. But yes, it's it's a thing. It can't be again until two days later. Somebody at Wizards of the Coast really likes owls. (laughs) (laughs) Why not? Well, why not? Yeah. 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 Or likes throwing owls, at least. Interesting. Oh. Yeah, that's an object. Because mm. why not? Yep. Next time it'll be, um, I don't know, a massive dildo. Uh, what, plus one? Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's actually a centimetre, but you guys think it's an inch. So. Is, is, is that a joke about the fact that we like to overestimate the size of our dicks? Yes. No, we don't. I, I mean, I, I, I'm quite comfortable with my size. <laughs> Uncle checked. <laughs> you guys are way too close. Well, we're not actually. We're, we're quite a long way away at the moment. <laughs> I mean, he, 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 he has to be to check. Um, <laughs> can only be seen from space. So the microphone doesn't pick up me saying fuck, but it comes up with Bunkle's laughter. That's Most of the time. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get you guys uh, compressor mics or something. Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so subscribe to the Patreon guys. We we, we need we need better kit. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you for joining us everyone. And we'll see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye bye.
See ya. Sorry. Can anyone hear us? Can anyone hear us? I'm trapped in this bumper. We're both trapped in this bumper. Oh no, how, how do, do we, we end up in here? Well, how do we escape? Okay, look, maybe if we send everyone to necropoticon.com, we can escape. But not just that. What if we send them to the Discord as well? Yes, that's great. You have to go to the website, which is www.necropoticon.com. And you'll find a Discord on there. And if you want, I guess, if, if you've got time while releasing us, you could play games and chat with the people from the various podcasts you've been listening to. You can read all the cast and crew profiles. You can be part of special events. In fact, we're missing out on that by being trapped in this bumper. Help free us from this bumper and we'll see you over at www.necropoticon.com. We are in mortal pain. If you this do sucks. not, please, we help. suffer in Save this bumper. Us. Save us. Ah! Necropoticon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen. Thank you to Sirenscape for some of the music and sound effects you heard during this podcast. They do amazing atmosphere and music, so be sure to check them out at www.sirenscape.com. Epic games need epic music.